Welcome to episode 14 of the TV Autopsy, slicing its way through the series you love. My name is James. My name is Deborah. And I'm Megan. And it's been a long time, but it's, it's been so hot. We it's been so, so long. Hot. And there's been so many things happening because the weather's just been hot and sunny and things have been distracting us things like life's been happening life yeah like end of school and oh, the, oh so many things sports days that kind of thing. it has we've all been mega mega busy and megan's got bats in her belfry yes <laughs> <laughs> more on that later okay uh, i don't think we've got any correspondence have we no one got any correspondence no no no, no. Rude. Rude. They love it. That's why they can't fault it at all. Which is why they uh, <laughs> they just enjoy it so much. So um, let's k- kick off with a little bit of news. Okay, who wants to kick us off with some news? Anyone got any? Megan, you're breathing deeply. Well. <laughs> Uh, House of Dra- the Dragon is coming. House of the Dragon. Right. It's imminent. Re- it feels like, I mean, it's been a long time coming, hasn't it? Has it has been a long time coming. And it's it's landing, is it like the 22nd of August or something? I think or, so. And this is, a pre- down, the, this is a prequel series to Game of Thrones, yes? Yes. All about the Tiger, Tig- I can't remember how to say it, Tiger. Targaryen. Targaryens. 21st of August. 21st of August. I'm I'm quite excited, but also a little bit concerned in case it's not awesome. I think it will be awesome. Yeah. I I I mean my personal, I don't know about you two, but I I really liked the way that they wrapped up the the, the whole of the final season, really, because you know it kind of went away from the books because George R. R. Martin can't seem to write. Quick enough. chapter for Toffee. He's been writing this book, this latest book, for over five years now. He's obviously enjoyed the high life, but he's not the youngest man in the world. And I'm just thinking, maybe you should get the book finished. I, yes. So, so on, on um, Game of Thrones, I actually liked the way they wrapped up all the storylines. They just did it so quickly that I, that it, it, it was too fast. There was, there was some, pers- like, certain personality shifts and all sorts of stuff you could see the roots and where they came from but it all just happened a bit too fast it turned on a knife edge at the end and it literally (laughs) and i suppose (laughs) they had time enough to do to make them stretch that out over the final season didn't they they didn't need to whack it all in that those last two episodes but um i did i did it was a very satisfying yes it was It was, and and actually, it still remains to be seen that things, other things, could happen. You know, life does go on beyond. Then you can see that people have their own separate journeys that they've since well, gone on. There's a big rumor that, um, or, or I don't know, it's fact now that uh, John Snow is getting his own show. Uh, see now, I weird. was I would have been more bought into because um, there was rumors that Arya, Arya would get her own, and I that was. Yeah, she, I, went, I think that she went off travelling, real... didn't she? Off yeah, that would have a new world, potential. brave new world. Yeah. Mm. 
Okay, well, watch this space. So I'll, we'll certainly be reviewing that. <laughs> we're all we're all looking forward to the the uh, sequels that haven't been written, but, but yeah, we are, the prequel but we are, that's on its way. <laughs> we are going to make a thing of reviewing uh, the episodes, aren't we? We're going to. Yes. I think we're going to stick our reviews of the episodes on the end of the podcasts. Yes. The spoiler spoiler reviews. Um, so um, did hopefully. you say? Did you say when it's due to air? It lands on the 21st of August. 21st of August. That's now TV and Sky, isn't it? I think. Unless something's happening. Yes. Yeah. yeah. Lovely. So cool. it's a Sunday night. So it's a sun, Sunday night, re- Sunday release. Nice. Brilliant. Brilliant. And I'm glad that they're releasing it one at a time. I think that's good sometimes. Um, um, Deborah, have you got anything for us? Uh, no particular news. No. Oh, <laughs> and all this time. She, it's because she's got a really nice garden. She just sits out there all summer. Be all right. Yeah, okay, She'll well, have I've, loads I've of these in the winter. The first time ever I've uh, I've not watched Coronation Street for seven weeks now. I've got seven weeks of Coronation Street to catch up on. Hmm? Ready for off? Oh, yeah. Just dropped my keys in with a neighbour. How long are you away? Ah, now there's a question. Which is tons of hours. So that's the only news I have. It's because it's been so nice. I've not watched any telly apart from my favourite thing that I've just finished. Well, we'll come up to that later. Um, well, that's funny because I've got a friend, Christine, who is a massive Coronation Street fan, and she has also not watched it now for the past seven or eight weeks. Yeah. So there you go. Okay, so I've got a bit of news. Um, Don't hug me, I'm scared. It's coming to Channel 4. Does anybody know of this? No. No. Okay, so it was like a, a little YouTube thing, uh, which I really liked, and I kept getting your husband to try and like it, Deborah, but he just wouldn't. Um, and it's it's a very surreal kind of set, like a kids' TV show. It's got like a crow, um, a kind of uh, a kind of birdy kind of guy, and a massive guy with in orange with like tentacles for a mouth, and it's just really surreal, really, really surreal. Um, um, I love it, I love it they they made about four or five episodes on YouTube and they've got their own series so I'm looking forward to that Oh, very nice It looks like a bit slightly warped Sesame Street Ah, That's a much better way to describe it, yes (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, it's very good (laughs) There's a bit where they go Shall we eat the picnic? And it's just all raw chicken and they're all just like enjoying it It's just that kind of humour but it's my sort of thing Anything else, Megan? Uh, no, I, I, I didn't do very well at doing a little um, uh, news research. No, well, neither. Think, well, that's okay. I, I just wanted to mention David Warner uh, passed away, which is really sad. And I know he's mainly in the movies, but he did appear in Doctor Who. Uh, he, uh, do you know who I'm talking about? Any results? It, it was announced earlier on today, right? Yeah. Yeah, yeah. I think it was Blade Seven as well, possibly, but I'm probably wrong with that. But um, yeah, um, he was in the Omen. Um, he was a guy who famously got his head cut off by the piece of glass. Oh. Very sad news. All right, so let's move on to Cutting Edge. Let's play the feed tune. We're about to enter the fascinating sphere of police work, the world of forensic medicine. Okay, so this is a series that we've been watching and liking. I've got a couple because we haven't been around for so long. I've got two. And I imagine Deborah has got... 
None because she doesn't watch Deadpool. Because she's just been the in one. Me. I've got the one. That All I've... right. So I'll start and then Megan can go, blah, 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 so you can get your one in. All right. So the first one is a little thing on, on the BBC iPlayer or BBC, which I found called Zen Motoring. How do you see this? No, no. Oh, it's lovely. So it's basically a um, point of view of a man in a car. So you just see like the, the road. And he's set in North London and he's a really calm driver. And it's all about oh. his then mo way of motoring. And he's a bit of a hippie ex-DJ. And he goes, I'm going out in the field today. And look, there is the refuse truck. I'm uh, going to beat you, Mr. Truck. And it's very hard to explain, but it's very, very funny. Um, it, if you drive, you will get all the jokes. You know, like mm. trying to get away from the refuse truck and there's another one. Or like a moped trying to race you or... You know, chill out, man. It's a nice drive. It's hard for me to do. And what channel is this on? It's on the BBC iPlayer. And they're, they're yeah. 10 minute blasts, and it's just, it's brilliant. I think it's very funny indeed. Mm, very nice. Thank okay, Megan. So, my first one, my June cutting edge is Everything I Know About Love. It's Ooh. on BBC iPlayer, and it's based on the book by Dolly Alderton. And it is just the most wonderful reminiscence, walk down memory lane of those first few years after uni with your housemates. Aww. And uh, it's it, it uh, James is looking horrified. I don't uh, think you had an amazing time with uni friends. Well, wow. it, no, it wasn't the friends. I have to just to be clear. It, just happened it to be the, house. It based. was the circumstances that were going around in those. It was uh, a very crazy time for us, Megan. Yeah. Well, it, they they were crazy times, but th this is basically so. It's set ten years ago, um, so around the last jubilee, weirdly. Um, but it's a, a group of four friends who are friends from uni who all decide they they're going to move to London after uni two of them are school friends who went to uni together and then there's these other two that they meet and they end up in a they do this house share and and I could just see so many of my friends in all these different characters and so many experiences that I had in house shares and trying to reacclimatize to a completely different way of life and uh, you know all, all of those things and there's one incident where they have a party at the house and I I can remember having a house party at a, in a shared house that I lived in and just being so traumatized um, and I've, I completely resonated with one of the characters on it but it's amazing and the soundtrack is ridiculously good such good music okay and I never what? you know I never, I never noticed ago. the music and uh, but this are uh, every single piece. I was like, oh man, epic tune, epic tune. Oh, you sold it. I mean, so gonna, good. I think I'm going to watch it tentative, tentatively in case it brings back any of the because it sounds like the absolute opposite of what happened in our house during those periods of time. We didn't like have one party, we had a party every night and a fire in the garden every night in a terrace house to, and poor neighbours. You just... may well have a, had a different dynamic to me. It really resonated for me because it's four girls and I was in a house of four girls. And 
yeah, you know, sounds... all sorts of things like that. But it was it, uh, but the whole e- even that uh, over and above that, it's 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 a pretty epic story. I just loved all of it, everything about it. It was Brilliant. wonderful, and I was gutted. I was so gutted on the last episode, and I was like, no, that can't be it. Do you think they'll make more though? Um, I think there's plenty of scope to, so I hope so. Brilliant. All right, thank you very much. That's everything you know about love on the BBC iPlayer. And Deborah. Deborah. Uh, mine's is the obvious, obvious, obvious one, which is Stranger Things. Now, are you talking Stranger Things both part, both parts? All of it. Yeah. What do you mean both parts? Because the the final series they split in. Split yeah, it's a two-part release, didn't it? And the last. Oh, I see. I've watched it all. So we. So <laughs> I sat with Roman because uh, I'd seen the first season before years back when it came out in 2016 or whatever it was, and um, and then only saw a couple of episodes of season two when that came out shortly after then, um, and then I dropped it. So I decided, look, now that it's all available and running up that hill's at number one. And everyone's watching Top Gun. So it all just seems like the 80s. We're living in the 80s at the moment. Um, so I sat with Roman and watched the whole lot start to finish. Season one did, through to four. And what did Roman think about it? Oh, loved it. Really? He is even wearing a Hellfire Club t-shirt today, which I bought him and uh, arrived today. So he's... Have you all seen it? Uh, mm. Two seasons. Oh. I've and I've yet to see the second part of the final season. And I like it, I do. And when I was when I was what active watching this sort of part one of the final season, I really got into it. But the idea of watching it, it doesn't like it's not like I'm thinking, oh, I'm, I can't wait to watch it. It hasn't got that pull because I just you think don't it's feel a lot like of, you have to finish it. No. Yes, I will, certainly will finish it, and when I watch it, I love it. But I just said but it doesn't. I just think more the same, more the same, more the same. Well, so bit. I think I had I done it the way you did, Deborah. I think I would very much have had to move from one season to another, to another, to another. But because there's been yes. such a pause now, the between, hiatus, yeah. That I, I I don't. I kind of feel that it's it's a big thing now to get back into it. So I've kind of got to psych myself up for it. I've got to feel yeah, like and that's... I've got the mental capacity for it because I know what it is kind of quite full on viewing. It's not, yes. you can't really be doing your Sudoku while no. you're watching. Exactly. And, uh, and yeah, and you're absolutely right because I, I had exactly the same thing but with, the, with the pauses in between, which is why I just needed to do it all from the beginning with somebody that hadn't watched it from the beginning. Um, and just get through it, and, um, and it is—it is brilliant. And the kids mm-hmm. are brilliant. The characters are brilliant. Um, uh, it, It's—it's just well worth watching. It's part yeah, of our it... zeitgeist now. It's mm-hmm. something that's important. Everyone talks about it, and people are wearing the merch. And they really are wearing that merch, aren't they? Yeah. All right, brilliant. Okay. Um... I don't what, know if it what, came what, out at the what, wrong time what, of year. I think if it came out in autumn and it wasn't, it'd be easier to watch in some ways. I don't know. Oh, I will yeah. watch what, it. Good point. What, I find, what I find really joyful about it is that clearly the makers, the Duffer Brothers and so on, um, they are our generation. And every single episode chucks in every single TV show and film that you recognise, that you know, that, that, you, that you've seen. Um, and, and, you know, at every two seconds I'd be saying, Okay, that's Poltergeist. Oh, yeah, that's the Goonies. Oh, that's Gremlins. Oh, oh, that's a bit of Silence of the Lambs. You know, and it's just that, yeah. that, that recognition makes you feel like you're in a safe space. 
even though it's all that we're past it and all we've got left is nostalgia yeah be like it's our version of called the midwife isn't it basically slightly more gory (laughs) (laughs) i've never seen called the midwife to be fair all right (laughs) so um all right so my next choice oh sorry deborah we've got two more cutting edges to do oh fine so um my second choice is on paramount plus and it is the first lady and it is um a 10-part series um looking at the lives of eleanor a drama looking at the lives of eleanor roosevelt ah, yeah. um betty ford and uh michelle obama and uh, uh played by viola davis is michelle obama Michelle Pfeiffer is Betty Ford, and Gillian Anderson is Eleanor Roosevelt. And three inspirational women, three brilliant stories of their lives, and three fantastic actors. Wow. Just you can you can subscribe to Paramount Plus for free for 30 days and just watch it. Um, I ate it up. It's so good. And the way they mix uh, the storylines together, um, you know, you've got they don't mix them up, but you've got the separate storylines running on each show. Yeah. Um, and it's, it's it's just inspirational and, you know, what those women did. And I don't knew little about Eleanor Roosevelt, and bloody hell, she was fantastic. Yeah. But as was wait, Betty wait. Ford, and, and obviously Michelle Obama. And was it, is it kind of like a film kind of quality, or is it like a documentary type? Film, no, film quality drama. Right. Really well, really and well. And what, like an hour drama. long, sort of each, or something? Yeah, ten, 10 episodes of just about fifty minutes each. Um, I ate it up in a week. I thought it was brilliant. Oh. Um, and um, they look at, you know, they go through the whole life for the people, but just really, 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 really good. If you like the West Wing as well, this is a great, um, you know. Love uh, the West Wing. Oh, well, then you're one of the best Caesar series yeah, ever. Never, never seen it. Oh, really, really good. <gasps> so Lu- good. Our friend Louisa, um, or your relative Louisa, watches it um, every year, I think. Well, very Season regularly. one of the West Wing has the best cliffhanger, end of season cliffhanger of any TV programme I've ever, ever watched. Mm. Curses. <laughs> I can't remember what it is. <laughs> it's not when um, the Rizzo shooting. turns up. Oh yeah, <laughs> Rizzo's the first lady. What you don't need? Yeah, I know Stockard Channing. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Um, what about you, Megan? So my uh, my second cutting edge is Severance. Getting Severance. loads and loads of hype. It's on Apple TV. Ah, it okay. is phenomenal. Like phenomenal, like better than Yellow Jackets, phenomenal. Oh, different, pushing it possibly. It's so good. It's weird. It's creepy. It's really, really original storyline. Really original. Seriously, seriously creepy at times. Really creepy characters, and takes a little bit while to work out what the hell is going on. In fact, I mean. To be fair, by the end of the season, you haven't actually worked out exactly what's going on. Um, it lots of oddball characters. It ends on a brilliant cliffhanger. Not as good as season one of The West Wing, obviously. Um, but it's basically it's set in the 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 central character 
has decided to um, has undergone the severance process where his work life and personal life are severed. So there's this geographic trigger that as when he goes to work, he has no recollection of who he is outside of work. Oh. When he's outside of work, he has no idea what he does in work. You know, so it's who, like a Jekyll and Hyde type character. No, because it's a it's a it's a physical process that you get put through, and there's everybody at where he works has gone through the severance process, and Ooh. so none of them know. Like they could be husband and wife in the outside world. You, How do they know? How do they know to go to work? So they know they work at this company and they, they know what time they have to go to work. They just turn up at work and then don't know what happens at work. And then they go home, don't know what's happened when they were at home. Don't eat. So and what is their work? Is their work like so super secret? That's why they're not allowed I to know. I can't possibly tell you that. Oh. But it's, um, oh my God, it's so, it's so good it's re really clever really clever it's directed by ben stiller oh um and it's I, I don't know if it's got i don't know if it won all the emmys or it's been nominated for all the emmys or it's getting tipped for all the emmys but it is it's like the big thing to watch in 2022 it's so good i thoroughly thoroughly recommend you watch it. it's got um uh Patricia Arquette in it being really oh, wow. really creepy um oh, oh it's so clever and, and you can only get it on Apple TV right I no, think I so think yeah so. it's an Apple TV original so let us move on to Black Lider haha lacking in lots of telly watching the, this last sort of six weeks or so but I did um start to watch the Midwich Cuckoos. <gasps> oh. It was rotten. I pulled out of it. Oh, I uh, liked it. Oh, did you watch the whole the thing? The new one. Yeah. So basically, it's just this small village uh, that's completely subdued by some kind of alien presence um, and uh, for, 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 for a day. And then when everyone wakes up, because they all, I don't know, go comatose or something, um, they discover that, um, that numerous women in the village, um, in the town, rather, are pregnant. Uh, and I watched three episodes. I just thought, do you, do you know the throw story? In the bucket. Go into the earth. Do you, do you know the story? Have you seen the, the original films and stuff? Oh, no. So it's, yeah, it's, it's John Wyndham it's book. John, yeah, it's from a book by John Wyndham. And um, um, oh, what the... the it, the films are called what are, what are the films called? It's not called the Midwich Cookies. Children of the Damned. Children of the Damned. Oh, oh there right. is there is. It's been made into a TV series historically as well. Midwich yeah. Cookies. Yeah. Um. So I mean, I quite liked. I I love John Wyndham, and I, I I like the film. So kind of watching it through that perspective, I liked. I did think it was too long winded. I think um, it, like the first episode, it took the whole episode. For them to for the women to get impregnated, really. Um, and and but I thought Keely Hall, Keely Hawes, yeah, I liked her. I, I generally love Keely Hawes, I enjoy watching her and enjoy her work, but there have been a couple of 
a couple of uh, uh, TV shows that she's done where it's just flatlined for me. So it wasn't, it didn't work for you. Okay. Uh, the problem as well is in the when it was made in the 50s, it's quite easy to imagine a village being cut, cut off from the world. Whereas these days, yeah. you know, I mean, one of them goes back to London for a bit, doesn't she? And yeah. They come to... <laughs> exactly. yeah. But exactly. I, liked, I liked it. I thought it was all right. But also, I think now there's a lot of stories that have got something along those. It, like at the time, it would have been much, much more original. Yeah. yeah. The book is really creepy, it, you know, but it's lots of those different elements have been recreated in different. Like, yes. And were probably inspired by the original book, but now it feels really derivative. Yes. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. yeah, 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 yeah. Absolutely. Absolutely. Um, Okay, all right, fair enough. I haven't got one. Um, Megan, do you have a name? Yeah, I'm, I'm really sorry, but I'm having to assign season two of Only Murders in the Building to ah, the Flatliners. Oh, I don't. Can't oh, you pull that up? Because I wanted to see if anyone yawn, had watched it. Yawn, yawn, yawn. Okay. Oh, yeah. Right. Well, so, we kind of, it kind of was a bit yawny. Yeah. But go on, anyway. what happens in the next... Well, well, I haven't finished watching it, and I, I yeah. might... Just yeah. while I'm doing me, you know, word searches. Well, it, the thing with TV shows, <laughs> it, it is kind of easy, you know. If you if you know it, it's yeah, you can on have it on in the background yeah. whilst yeah. you're scrolling through Instagram. But mm -hmm. um, uh, they're obviously they're trying to work out who killed Bunny. Yes, and um, it's just it's just more of the same. Really, just. Yeah, no, no real substance. There's a bit, of, a bit of. There's a bit of. Um, oh, I can't remember the name of is. Um, what was Steve Martin's old TV cop character? Bra it wasn't Brasso. Um, oh. Um, anyway, they sort of resurre resurrect that, but not in the way that he thinks they're doing it. So there's right. some good little bits, but. Not Mostly, enough. it's just all of them going off half-clocked after the wrong things again and right. again and oh, again right. and drawing massive conclusions that have no business being drawn. So, yeah, that's a flatliner for me. Well, I'm going to draw a flat line under that segment and move on to our main feature. Yeah, <laughs> let's do this. <laughs> Okay, so the series up for dissection this month is the other one. Um, and let's have a clip. Been a bit much lately. What with Dad suddenly dying and finding out he had a secret love child. Oh, come here. You could be identical twins. Dad had an affair. Not great, but because of it, you got a sister. You got me. Your dad was my sexual zenith. That man is dead to me. He's dead to all of us. He's dead. The other one on BBC One and iPlayer. Okay, so Deborah, do you have any facts? Yes, hello. It's uh, six half-hour uh, episodes on the BBC. There are two seasons actually, created by Holly Walsh, who um, who writes, produces, and directs. She's involved with Motherland, Psycho Bitches. She's a comedian in her own right. Uh, it starts 
it stars Ellie White, who plays Kathy. She is in Stathlet's Flats. She plays Beatrice in The Windsors. She also writes, produces, and directs. It also stars Lauren Sokar, um, uh, which means statue, by the way. Uh, she's in Misfits and Catastrophe. Did you know that she, uh, back in 2011, racially, uh, she got uh, done for racially aggravated assault and spent four months in jail? Her brother is the actor Michael Sorker, who's in The Aliens, um, Big Human, This is England, Casualty. Uh, also stars Siobhan Fulliman, who plays Marilyn. She is the actress that plays Mrs. O'Brien, housekeeper in Downton Abbey. She's mm -hmm. in Happy Valley as Sarah Lancashire's sister. She's in The Stranger. She's in Cold Feet. As Nick uh, oh, she's Nikki in Doctor Who in the Witchfinder episode. She's in The Syndicate. Also stars Rebecca Front, who's in Grantchester. Um, Paul Dark, um, uh, Being Human, Psycho Bitches as well, and my favourite, Grandma's House, which is a Simon Anstell programme where she, uh, she plays his mother. She's in Nighty Night, Knowing Me, Knowing You. Uh, then there's, um, uh, so she plays Kathy's mum, Tess. Caroline Quinton, who plays Auntie Dawn. She's obviously in Men Behaving Badly. Stephen Tompkinson, who I've seen live. Um, he plays Mr... Uh, Ship, uh, is it Shipper? Ship, Shipman? Doctor. Uh, Dr. Shipman. Yeah, he's kind of uh, got this very strange Paul McCartney uh, voice going on. Uh, but he's in uh, Deeside Banks, he's in Balakus Angels, he's in The Split. He. I don't actually remember him in the programme. <laughs> Drop the Dead Donkey. Oh, I'm sorry, it's not Dr. Shipman. I was thinking of uh, somebody else. Yeah. He's a, guy, he's, he's a guy who does the walking and kind of he's talks a like a, he's a geography teacher. teacher. The geography teacher. Yeah. Oh, yeah, the, the yeah, climate yeah. change denier. And then you've got Amit Shah, uh, who plays Marcus, uh, Kathy's fiance. He's in the new Happy Valley. He's in Johnny English. Um, and I just have to spend give you a special mention uh, to Were you in it? Michelle Austin. <laughs> no, I wasn't in it. Not this time. Uh, Michelle Austin, who plays Angela, the therapist. She's in This Is Going to Her, uh, Meet the Richardsons, EastEnders. Um, I, I just wanted to give her a special mention because I thought she was very, very funny in her very small, a very we will, Well, we'll get on to her in a bit, I'm sure. Yeah. All right, thank you very much. So, Megan, could you give us a little synopsis? What happens in it? Well, Kathy and her mother are throwing a surprise birthday party for the husband slash dad um, and uh, basically gets caught out in his lie or a lie, has a massive heart attack and dies. And following that, it transpires that he's actually been living a double life and he's got a second family. And the daughter of the other family is also called Kathy. Um, and so obviously they all end up finding out about each other, meeting up and everything is super super awkward um but it lines it up nicely for lots of you know ridiculous scenarios ridiculous character yeah. um um combinations and etc so all right so just a little why i chose this really yes. I, want, I wanted a traditional sitcom after us doing um you know uh kevin could go f himself but um basically i was watching an episode of inside number nine and i fell asleep and That's I woke right. up and it was the end, towards the end of this ep episode one of this series. And I thought it was still the same episode of Inside Number Nine. And I couldn't work out what happened in between all the bits. <laughs> and I was watching going, oh, well, they're still talking about the same character. And then, uh, you know, I saw the bit where they deal with the ashes. And I 
just carried on watching it and uh, I love it. I really, really like it. I don't know if there's an innocence or an, a kind of heartwarmingness to it. Um, I just think, I just, and it really does make me laugh. And I suppose for me as well, the cast, uh, um, you mentioned uh, Marilyn, the, the one programme you did mention, I think, is Benadol, which I know her from. Of course, yeah. You know, I, I love her. I loved um, mm. the other mother from um, The Thick of It. And, you know, I loved uh, Misfits. Um, so yeah. seeing all of them was just brilliant. I think they're such a good cast. So I really like this show. Uh, all right, so... Can then... I give you my view? Yes, please, Deborah. So I find uh, sort of BBC kind of terrestrial TV comedies, they can be a bit hit and miss. So, um, you know, unless it's BBC Three, because that could be a lot more edgy. Um, so I suppose, I suppose what I've discovered about myself when watching any TV series is um, I fight it. I feel like they have to prove themselves to me before I... Because they're on the BBC. No, no, I mean, oh. just, ge just generally, <laughs> just generally any TV series. I've, I've, I've kind of learnt that about myself recently that... Um, it's like, come on, impress me. Rather than me just sort of sitting and going with the flow, I generally tend to sort of fight it until something, and it could be anything, wins me round. Um, so, you know, my initial impressions, I thought Siobhan Flannery, who plays Marilyn, I thought she was totally miscast. I, ju I just felt that she really jarred with me. But by the second season, because I did go on to watch the second season, you know, I was fully on board with her. I was confused by all the accents because I was believing it to be um, in a suburb of Manchester. But there was Southern Tess and Southern Cathy and there was Derby Cat and then there was kind of Lancashire Marilyn and then there was kind of Southern Marcus. So look, I, fought, I fought it for a few episodes, but it was Lauren Stoker's cat just it's just so superb i mean that part is just made for her and that's what kept me going and then that's just, I, you know and then i just fell for all of them i i just fell hook like a hook, hey. line and sinker and moved very swiftly on to season two and got through season two i i, I find it's hold on a minute let's go to megan and then we'll come back okay is that all right okay yeah. so go on megan what did you think um I had already seen the first couple of episodes and then not gone back to it. Yeah, I remember. So yeah. I was a little bit like, ah. okay. So I went back and rewatched it from the beginning, um, and I I did really I did really enjoy it. I I just I kind of find these half hour, a lot of the half hour comedies they're a little bit mm, disposable. Mm, I guess. Absolutely, yeah. Um, and I. I would agree. I think that the relationship between the two Cathy's is just excellent. And I said, so I definitely enjoyed it and it wasn't a chore to watch it. Um, I just, as we go through some of the bits, there are bits that grate on me a little bit and there's certain things that I found really annoying and it, they were a bit shoehorned in, but Look, I it's mean, kind of forgivable. I'm kind of okay with it. It goes down that traditional sitcom route, doesn't it? So everybody, it's they don't exactly have um, catchphrases like hello, hello, but they've got tropes, you know. So Marilyn's always talking yeah. about the sexing, which can get yeah, a bit or, and smoking. Or, yeah. or but but then 
you kind of let it go because you love the fact that she's agoraphobic and she doesn't ever leave the house, but you don't know why. They just say, they don't say that she's got a condition, just so she doesn't like going outside, really. Or, but she's got so much charm. I mean, there's a bit in season two, I don't know if you saw it, where just the woe betide bit. Don't you blame our girls. You've had years to tell that boy the truth. You're obviously just a dirty little cheater and liar. Remember The Rock. Don't undo your work at The Rock. Everything was fine. Nobody needed to know. Hope you're pleased. You stole another woman's woman's man and then you have the gall to swan in here uninvited and accuse us of buggering up your life. To be fair, I did invite her. I didn't know there was anybody else because he told me his wife was dead. Say what now? Well, she wasn't. That woman is very much chuffing alive. So woe betide you if you think I'm gonna forgive you. Woe betide you if you think I'm gonna forgive you. Don't you woe betide me because I am woe betiding you. And woe betide anyone who thinks they can tell me who I can and cannot woe betide in my own house. And it's just something like a woe betide concert. And I thought, I haven't heard anybody say woe betide. Yeah, yeah. Anyone for ages. There's a, there's a brilliant little um, uh, Billy Connolly sketch that talks about woe betide. I'm OK. Woe betide the boy. Oh, good old fucking Wobby. I'm glad he did that. Woe <laughs> betide the boy who doesn't do his homework. Oh, good old fucking Wobby. Brilliant. Fantastic. What now, a rebel. Now, look, we're working here on a low budget looking at what it is for the BBC. You know, so they can't compete with all the bells and whistles of maybe some of the other shows we've reviewed. But what what did you think charming about it, Deborah? So, um, okay, so I think it's it's got heart. I don't think it's wasting any minute with each episode. It's pulling a lot in there. It's not as sharply funny as Motherland, who Holly Walsh writes for. Um, so the jokes are not for me laugh out loud funny, but it's more about the comic absurdities that have a bit of heart and tenderness. Um, I found it to be a slow burn start ending high. And I think I prefer it that way around. You know, mm. it's much better to be that way around. Uh, you know, felt a bit clunky early on, but it just gets better. Um, there was something about, um, it felt like uh, the main Cathy, she looked different. And then I realised it's because they did the pilot three years ago. And then, you know, then it just, that was it. And then they made, they okay. made the, the series. So, yeah, so the pilot was three years ago. Um, you know, she's all very neat and ordered, middle-class existence that's sort of thrown into disarray. I did find it very perilously close to punching down in the whole kind of middle-class, working-class thing. Um, but ultimately, right. it's it's funny, it's tender at times, it explores forgiveness and love and grief and family and sisterliness, the opposites, the uptight overachiever, running in the feelings, Tess, the mum, all right, all right, all right, her, all right, because right, you're, you're kind of doing everything in one. Okay. okay. All right, so... Um, <laughs> I always do that. Looking at, like, narrative and story arts, Megan, did, did, it, did they work? Did you need them? Did you get bored of them? You know, we had just a joggy memory and things like... Obviously, the other sister and the other family, the wedding. Um, so, yeah. yeah. So, the um, Kathy and Kathy story arc, I loved. Yeah. I loved, um, oh, I don't, I've, 
I had them written down. I can't. So um, the other Kathy's mother Mar- is Marilyn, Marilyn, right? Marilyn, yeah. I love their story. It, season one in particular. Um, I liked, I like just the sheer, the brass neck of them. <laughs> it's just yeah. genius. Oh, yeah. Absolutely. Just take, take, take. Genius. Yeah. Oh, if you fancy anything, and then they take the entire contents of the house. Yeah. And yeah. gradually through the t- two seasons, their house is getting like more and more middle class. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> um, so I did like that. I, I, um, the, and I, I totally get where some of the character traits were going. Um, but the, the Marcus, I, and I think this is very deliberate. I think it was intentional. It's not like it didn't work the way it was intended. Man, it, it wound me up and I really, I just, I, I don't know well, whether he well, was a bit... Well, his dick pics and his... Well, yeah, what... I don't know whether he was too... <laughs> he was just too... Uh, that, you know, Wet. weedy and... Yeah. But sinister, a little bit sinister, really, with it as well. I don't know. It was... Well, yeah, it's whether that him and mother are going to get together. You know, like that. Did you see that bit where they're in the car doing the theme tube to the archers? Yeah. Oh my god, that's so funny. There were some proper cringe bits. Yeah. Right, come on. Let's let's talk about what we didn't work. Think work. I think it lost for me. It lost something when we started to have to look for another sibling. And I thought, yeah. I thought that, I know it turned out differently, but the, that actor didn't do it. He wasn't a very strong actor. And I thought it kind of watered down a lot what was going on. And, you know, it, for me, I didn't, I thought, oh, you kind of... There was, there was nothing... Um, so the two Cathy's have both got their quirks. Like they're, and so so original Cathy is all a bit, socially awkward and you know yeah super bright but not applied haven't applied it in the way you, that she could have done and yeah and the other Kathy is just <laughs> ridiculous in an yeah. awesome way yeah and then the and then the other you know the brother is there and he's just like meh okay yeah. what where's where's his he didn't really have anything going for him in a quirk or unique kind of way. He was just... He, he... I did, I found that, I, and I don't know if it's, this is a deliberate thing because it's very female-led characters. They're leading all the storylines mm. and all the male characters are just kind of dumbed down or a bit wishy-washy or washed out. Because I felt the same about, you know, about Stephen Tompkinson's geography teacher and his... And the maths teacher. They're just like add-ons, add-ons, aren't they? Yeah, just... They're very two-dimensional, weren't they? Yeah, and I just didn't understand why he was doing a Paul McCartney impression the whole time or kind of Lloyd Grossman or, you know, that just Mm. a bit unfathomable... Just not, yeah. Whereas the female led, the female mm. characters are very strong and have their, yeah, yeah. All right. Um, well, did anyone spot the music? No, there isn't a theme true to this, but they used a lot of um, like seventies, eighties music, didn't they? Yeah. Kind of back, which I thought was nice. Megan, yeah. that's good. No, test. I didn't hear the music. All oh, right, there you go. No, not going <laughs> to. I, I do. I do want to to say about episode three, the grief counselor. Um, yeah, tell me why you liked her so much. Oh, my God, because the way that she got drunk at the end, burping and belching and throwing up and crying on into her phone, I just thought she was just so 
funny. She was the one that made me laugh out loud. Whereas the rest of the time, I was like, oh, this is amusing, this is amusing. I thought Caroline Quinton was, was very amusing and very good. But nothing that was laugh out loud as the grief counsellor, who was so put together and, mm. you know, Cathy loved her and wanted to, to kind of emulate and be her or I don't know what she wanted. Wanted to do kind better of, for her. her. Yeah, she, well, yeah she, I think she had a crush on her. And, uh, and then she just turns out to be, to be this perfect... <laughs> it's screwed up as screwed up. else. Just, <laughs> so, just very funny. Yeah. All right. Has anyone got anything else they want to say before we uh, uh, do yeah. that old trope? Oh, sorry. Yeah, no, I, I think um, there were a couple of bits that I, I felt they really shoehorned in a scenario to try and drag some jokes out which weren't which just really annoyed me so when she went back to work after the wedding and then didn't bother telling anybody that she hadn't got married and it was just like why wouldn't you yeah you, yeah. yeah why wouldn't that was a season two right mm. yeah because the wedding went up to the end of season one Okay, and and then also like why would the whole going to the maths lessons the GCC yeah yeah with, with the other Kathy and just I I don't know it was just all a bit that bit was I found quite I don't know I don't think it necessarily returned the value it, it would definitely worked hard to get some average yeah. jokes in yeah I think so. It, it wasn't perfect by far. Um, all right, so let's just go through that old trope, see if it's got any other tropes. Did it have a pregnancy? A pregnancy? No. No? Murder? I mean, we, there was talk of pregnancy, because obviously they were all born. But no, yeah, but there was no pregnancy. No, but uh, okay, a murder? No murder. No. Self-sacrifice? <laughs> no. Losing everything, then getting it back. Ish. Well, I think we'll. No, they got in. everything and lost it again, didn't they? With the inheritance, well, they did. But I suppose you could say they lost their family and got back some sort of family, possibly. Yeah. Love triangle. Well, yeah. Yeah. Well, not a triangle. Well, some sort of shape. A love shape. A square. Um, yeah. Flashbacks. No. Uh, not really. No, not really. It's all just a dream. No. No. A secret that could tear everyone apart. Yeah, yes. but it did right at the beginning. <laughs> yeah. It's not that it was much. Very that was very quick as well, wasn't it? I thought, you know, I mean, straight on it. Yeah, it went from bang to. I thought they could that could have been a little longer. I would have liked to have seen when they found out personally, you know, and I'd have liked to have seen that at the funeral when they turned up to see for the first time, as opposed to them all sitting there. But well, never mind. Yeah. Well, maybe it didn't work. Yeah, maybe. Uh, that was their pilot, wasn't it? Yeah. And a likely or forced friendship. Yes. Yes. Well, that's it. And reset. Oh, uh, oh the death of Machina. <laughs> well, there is no death of Machina, so no. Great. All right, so should we do the big five, if there is? Yeah. Um, performance of the series. I'm going to... I'm torn between Marilyn and Kat, but I am going to go with Marilyn just because I feel so sorry for her and I do love her. As a I thought Kat was just out of this world. That that part was made for her. She nailed it. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I agree, Kat. All right. Megan, the set piece of the series, if you can perform one. Well, it's a little tricky, uh, but I'm probably going to go with the wall painting. Remind me, sorry. 
That was in but season two. It's season two, and it's is it? She's a she. She's got blue paint. She starts painting one wall. Yeah. Oh, and they, yes. so they leave the party yes. before it's the wedding. It's or engagement the engagement party. Yeah. 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 She doesn't want to get married. Or the wedding rehearsal or whatever it is. And um, Kat's there in her Spanx, taking her yeah. dress off in her Spanx. And it's when the mother comes back and yeah, all of yeah, that yeah, sort yeah. of stuff. I, that was just lovely. Yeah, yeah, lovely. Deborah? Uh, I think the grief cancer. Good for you. Yeah. I, well, I'm going to do when all the wives meet with the woe betide bit, which I just think is lovely. Wobetide. All right. Woe betide. All right. Uh, designer effects of the series. So this might be a little hard, but um, Deborah? Well, that, it's a strange one yeah. um, because there wasn't any real effect, but there there was a, a little kind of montage at the end of one episode where Kat gives Kath a birthday present, which is the dad's voice in the cuddly toy. Oh, it's lovely, that bit. And that was a yeah. very tender, lovely moment, but I don't know if that, we would call that a, a, an effect, but it was no, kind of an effect, montage edited together sort of thing. I'm going to go for Kat. The whole thing, the cat, the look, the design of cat herself. All right. And I just think that's great, you know, and it takes yeah. a lot of balls um, to to do that, really, I think, yeah. as well, and be that, really go for that character. Yeah. And, you know, she really embraces it, and you just fall in love with her because yeah, of yeah. that. Yeah, yeah, she's brilliant, yeah. And then overlay Cathy at the, on the end of the first season in that outfit as well. Yeah, 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 yeah. yeah, yeah. <laughs> Uh, Baker, have you got one or? Oh, no, I have nothing to add to the, right. those comments. Okay, um, the stupid factor. Anyone got anything for that? It's all a bit silly. Marcus. Yeah, there's that the third sibling. No, no that's, the, that's the, the doctor husband. Right, oh, right, yeah, fair enough. I'm going to say the other, another sibling. All right, and yep. resuscitation factor. Do you think it's got anywhere to go? I don't think it's got much further to go. I think you can only do this joke so much. You know, the, you, can, you can only pull a family apart and bring them together and show their differences so much, can't you? Other, yeah. You know, so yeah. for, for me, I think it's probably what it's called. Yeah. Very enjoyable. Yeah. Agreed. All right. Okie dokie. So, um, shall we score it then? Yes. Interestingly, um, Holly we'll Walsh, be the judge of that. Holly Walsh um, wrote this because a friend told her about a real-life story of two Toms. <laughs> so in terms of um, plot and storyline and originality, go on. Well, go. I have go to say on that one, you'll be amazed how often this sort of thing happens. I bet. Maybe not with the same calling two kids by the same names. That's quite extreme. But, but life, um, I have got two friends that this has either happened to or has happened in their family. Yeah, I've got a friend that this has happened to. I am fighting my tongue not to name people. Bob smashing. <laughs> yeah. well, I'm just going to name people that you both know. <laughs> oh, Wow. <laughs> Oh, well, I don't know anything like that, unfortunately. Well, I don't think so. Mm. You don't know until you know. Exactly. And then right. it comes out and it's horrendous. <laughs> All right, storyline and plot. I have given it a six. Megan? Five. Deborah? Seven. Uh, Characterisation and performances. Megan? Oh, hold on. I missed me. Um, was uh, a six, sorry. Um, I've given it an eight. 
I've given it an eight. Hmm. Um, style, uh, Deborah. Seven. Uh, Megan. Six. And four for me. Originality, Megan. Seven. Six. Eight. And absorption factor, I've given it an eight. Eight. I did like it. Yeah. Six. All right, lovely. So let's toss up those scores and multiply them by two. That gives me 64. 30, uh, 78. 60. 78 and 60. All right, so that's uh, so 60. I'm like cat in the math class. Sorry, uh, 77. I can't count. Oh, I'll have to do it all 70, again. 76, 76. Jesus. So you can't have a seven if you've doubled it? No. <laughs> Divided by three equals... All right, so it gets... Oh, 66.666 reoccurring. Reoccurring. Right. So, yeah, all right, recurring. All right, so it puts it in seventh place. Just above Friends of Reunion, but just below the serpent. Oh, and that's all right. It's quite yeah, well there. We go. There we are. There we are. All right. So that take, just takes us to the end. And we're going to find out what we're going to be looking at next, which I hope will be a lot sooner than the last one. Now, have you got some? Who, who is it to choose this? What? Oh, it's Deborah. And do you have some clues for us, Deborah? Okay. Yes, I can make some up on the spot. <laughs> um, <laughs> I've banged on about this one four months. Coronation Street. Is it Italian? <laughs> and I don't want it lost. Is it, Ital is it Italian? Yeah, I don't want it lost to you. I, I want it to be discussed. And I, 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 I that's, think the top, that's the point of the show. <laughs> All right, so is that the first clue? Because Megan seems to have got it already. Correct, yes. Uh, is it the one about the, tea, the flight attendant? No. Right, I'm out. Go on then, Megan, what do you think it is? It's the My What's It Friend, isn't it? Correct, My Brilliant Friend. Brilliant Friend. I always forget what that little middle word is. It's oh, got... good, because I, I watched the first two episodes and I just oh. haven't quite got back into oh, watching it. And there's I... two episodes, Megan, strikes again. I death. know! <laughs> <laughs> so, yes, it's, um, it's on Sky Atlantic and it's uh, still available get it while it, we, can, yeah. we can because it stopped being available on prime sky is still showing it all so right get it and, while and, you can. what how many series what how many episodes do there they... are there are three seasons but uh uh i think there's about eight episodes per season all right so we, we're right. just reviewing technically the first season yeah technically the first but no yeah, we'll, get, we'll, we'll definitely do the first and if we get any further then we can talk about that as well yeah hey roger that oh oh well my goodness that was a fun show and um, just to say, James, you won't be able to do any word searches while watching this. Uh, well, I don't do word searches. No, I, I don't either, just so you know. That's a joke. <laughs> but I do scroll through You're... Instagram, which is really awkward when you re suddenly remember that you actually don't speak Italian. Yes. Um, and so you haven't seen any of the, any of the, the subtitles. subtitles. So you've got no idea what was going on, even though you see exactly. sort of like... <laughs> exactly. Just in case you're interested, I used to do those logic problems, you know, the ones that look like an upside-down L, where you had to put in the clues. John, yeah. J Johnny saw so-and-so but didn't see the person who came after him. <laughs> <laughs> anyway, yeah. right. So that's the end of the show. Let's call it. That was episode number 14, Time of Death 2029.
My name's James. My name's Deborah. My name's Megan. And that was our new end of show tagline. Nice. I liked it. <laughs> <laughs>